Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO podcast. That is right. Even though you guys wanted us to leave, we are back. And I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm not really sure that statement was true. I just wanted to give some sort of an excuse for us taking two weeks off to do nothing. So uh, I'm here with my uh, itchy co-host. I say itchy because he's literally itching himself and he's been bugging us to get back on the pod. I ASAP. miss you guys so much. That voice is Brandon Dubich. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? First time I've talked to you this year. Oh, don't make that joke. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, I'm excited uh, to talk about an IU uh, team that's exciting um, and has some positive momentum. Uh, it it was doom and gloom for a while. And it's funny when you have all of these options to add players. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember if it was Lane Kiffin, but somebody was like, there's four chances to get players now. The early signing period, the transfer portal signing period, the late signing period, and then after spring ball. Um, so, I mean, there's really four chances to add impact players. Um, I think we did pretty good at signing day. We 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 crushed signing day. It was It was one of the more fun ones in, in the most past recent years. And we absolutely have, have done really well with the transfer portal so well. Incomplete, because I think there's uh, a few positions we're still waiting on. Uh, but but for the most part, um, I'd say we're two for two in out of, out of the two windows so far, which is fun. Yeah, just don't look at the rankings, which we've talked about don't mean anything. Did but, you see uh, what we are in transfer ratings? 34th, right? Not bad. It's not bad. Without getting a splash, I think adding a quarterback to that's going to bump it up a little bit, um, which we may or may not have something towards the end of the podcast we'll talk about as far as that goes. We don't know anything, but we might know something. We'll see. Um, speaking of not knowing anything, um, back with us, new year, new you, producer Seth. Same Seth. Same, Same Seth. Seth. Yeah, but just new you guys. Uh, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Please, I would strongly suggest to do it now um, as he has now gone to swear words when it comes to IU basketball players as well as taunting um, when his team beats Penn State uh, which uh, I would have thought prior to the other day was not that big of a feat um, but clearly is. So Seth what's up? I'm less excited than Brandon to be here, but I'm also itchy, but that's mostly because I shaved my neck beard uh, this morning. So <laughs> I don't know. Similar feelings, different experiences. I guess. Before we get into this, what did you guys think of my drunk tweet? Um, you guys both ended up liking it on Sunday. 
I had a little, uh, I had a couple beverages on Saturday. I could tell. Um, and I didn't, <laughs> I don't remember it. Okay. Follow, follow, believe, block. Right, it's good. Well done. Company line. You know, yeah. I laid down the company line. Yeah. At 1151 at night. Yep. Good for you. I get nervous when he tags me on anything. Yeah. Well, you know me. We've talked about me. I'm doomed. I'm, whenever IU is, is down, whenever they lose, I stay off of social media. I turn off my notifications for Twitter. I do all of that. I just hide in depression. And so I haven't turned them back on. And so when I got on maybe Sunday morning. Yeah, it was Sunday morning that yeah, you both liked it. I saw that and, and was was happy with it. So. Yeah, there we go. Speaking you of weren't happy, mad. Is that a better mad. way to put it? You yeah, weren't mad. I was happy with it, meaning you didn't blow the entire podcast apart. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's always good. You know, those one of those employees where like you go to a meeting, let's say maybe you have like a, a potential client and and you have a, a good salesman, but uh, a salesman that's maybe a little loose lipped or may get into the drink before said meeting. And you get kind of nervous whenever they get ready to talk. That's you know you on Twitter on a Saturday night. It's kind of like that. So that's accurate. That's yeah. it's a fair depiction. So there you it's go. And I don't depiction. know how many people are like drinking before client meetings, but you know, you do you. Speaking of that, let's get into the pod, guys. We have zero structure for this. Brandon did a heck of a job, a bang up job, some might say, on uh, his version of an outline. Basically, what we're gonna do today. Uh, talk uh, some of the quarterback options. We've got a little bit of some, we got a couple birds in our ears talking about some stuff. Um, may have a chance at one of these uh, quarterbacks that we're talking about here in a little bit. Wink, wink. Um, and then we'll also talk about some of the transfers uh, that have happened since we last spoke. And we may talk about some that we've already talked about because it's been like two and a half weeks and I don't remember what we talked about last time. So, Bear with us. You guys don't remember either. So we'll just keep talking about it. And we'll talk about some outgoing transfers. We won't spend too much time on people that don't want to be here. And then we will, I guess, we'll go through the Big Ten Bowl games. So let's get into it. Um, let's talk quarterback options. Brandon, you have done the most research on you Woo! and Seth really have done the most research Woo! on these guys. Um, let's start. And I want to I want to start with a new name that we haven't talked about yet. An interesting name, a name with an NFL tie to it. Let's talk Sam Heward. Is there anything there? Any buzz with Sam? Is his dad Brock? That's his dad. He's atrocious announcer. Just I think he's like one of the, like the B or even C level Fox guys. Uh, I the Colton Steelers play in the AFC. Uh, Seth, have you had the pleasure of getting a Brock Heward? game yeah it's there's nothing about it that's entertaining it is uh what is it milk toast just bland <laughs> porridge vanilla wafers oh yeah but anyway same here would be nice he's a statue right well, i don't know i don't, don't know if don't need that then okay right yeah this guy's move got on. no mobility <laughs> yeah, zero mo is there okay. any ties there where yeah, did brock play he played at washington yeah that's the what whole, an embarrassment. The whole family, I believe. What a disappointment. Like that for sure. Like when he came home and told his dad he was going to the transfer portal, his dad pulled out. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Because he's leaving his alma mater to go somewhere else. I bet you he ends up somewhere over there on the West Coast. Um, you know, he was supposed to be kind of a he was a big time recruit. I'll look at yeah. Um, yeah, he was out of high school. I believe it maybe four high fours, maybe even touch the fives. He was um, a 90 on he was a five 24 star. seven. Yeah. Five star composite 
number three overall ranked quarterback in the country. Yep. And he got beat out by Michael Penix. Penix is coming back one more time and he wants to leave because he's soft. So Sam Heward, that was that one. So there's some other, other interesting names. We're still, I don't know if we need to spend any time on Spencer Sanders. We talked about him before. Unless so there's I, any moment I'm, I'm, I mostly just want to bring him up to you guys. I thought this guy be the biggest name in the entire, I mean, obviously Sam Hartman he is right. But like, why hasn't he gone anywhere? Is he just expecting a higher payday? Like I'm confused because some big schools passed up on him already. So like I'm, I'm confused on this in the entire recruitment. Um, my, since we're not going to do Brando's Randos at the end, like are players just asking for too much money or are they being ill-informed? Like how does Spencer Sanders go six weeks Without finding a team, unless he's trying to find like that perfect. I mean, he's done. This is this is it. Like this is the one and done. He has no other shot after this. Redshirt senior. Um, I've seen him play one game, and it was against Baylor in the twenty twenty one Big Ten championship or Big Twelve championship game. Um, not impressed. But again, I've only seen him play one game. So yeah. Um, he is the highest rated remaining quarterback on the market. Um. I think he was top two or three overall when it all yeah. went down. So, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if you really, I mean. There was a time where I fully expected him to sign with Auburn. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also another time where I thought he'd sign with Ole Miss. With Ole Miss, uh, yeah. So, I have no idea. Ole Miss is their uh, stud young quarterback, Altmyers at Illinois now. Jackson Dart's obviously going to be back. I thought Auburn made the most sense, but, I mean. Ole Miss makes no sense, dude. Jackson Dart's a dude. I know, yeah. but Lane Kiffin wants everybody. Every quarterback yeah, has true. to go down to Mississippi and kiss the ring. Possible. Yep. Um. Yeah. So okay, that's enough with Spencer Sanders. Um. Hank, let's talk about your boy Hank out in Boise State here, Seth. What do yeah, What do we know about him? He's a little bit undersized. Has some mobility. Um. He's a bit of a quitter. Um. Quit midseason when he lost the job, and then Boise State uh, with a mobile quarterback immediately went on like a four or five game win streak. Um, he had been the incumbent starter for I think two and a half years before that, um, so he has tons of experience. But um, you always got to wonder a kid who can't even stick out the season. Um, I don't know; it's always a little bit of a rough, rough position to be in. I got, uh, a, the, I got a question for for Bragg here because um, it has nothing to do with football. Do you have Do you have uh, his profile pulled up? I can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on him here. Um, Does he yeah. not scream insurance or real estate? Oh, my goodness, dude. As soon as I saw him, that like, looks that like a state farm. Agent. Like that looks like a state farm where he's yes. like on a bench or a yeah. grocery cart. Oh, he'll be everywhere. He will be on the bench and the grocery cart and the billboard outside of the. Crib. Like it just I just look at him and I'm like, that's state farm. Yeah. I, I, not, I'm not like trashing him or state farm. It's just no. He's, really funny. That is a perfectly like his hair looks amazing, and he just he just he's got the face. He's got the interest. Like the face. one dimple, the smile. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. that's so like a good neighbor. Yeah. So I know, <laughs> I know on the next two the two quarterbacks I'm not going to talk about or I'm going to talk about they are mobile quarterbacks. But here's my rule moving on until we get a quarterback. When we talk about quarterback options, new ones. If I haven't done the research, which I probably won't, 
if they are statues, they're standstill, they can't move, I don't even want to talk about them. Just say next, and then we'll just move on. Because we, we don't need this. This would just be another Baz. It would be another total disaster. We need movement. With movement, you're talking Mike Wright. Brandon, you want to talk a little Mike Wright from Vanderbilt? Oh, um, Vandy had a very surprising season. I unfortunately didn't jump on the Vandy bandwagon until late, but I, I end up gambling, gambling on them two or three times. He's pretty electrifying, um, gets himself in trouble because he's, he's basically a one or two read guy then go. Um, but when you have the pocket like Indiana does, you're really only going to get to that first or second read. So that's, that's not too much of a problem. Um, he certainly has happy feet in the pocket. Um, not the most accurate passer, but he does have a decent gun. Um, he, he, he can throw the long ball, not accurately, but he can, he can at least, he can bomb it. Um, and, and he's dynamic. Um, I mean, that that's, that's why, you know, he's only rated in, in 86 by on three because he definitely has some deficiencies. Um, but he's, I think he was the most electric guy in the portal and he's still there now. Um, I mean, if you, if you were building an offense around Dexter, Mike is plug and play. Okay. All right. Um, again, no real ties there. I don't think, um, looking at him out of high school real quick, just to see if maybe we were interested at all. I mean, he's clearly a very smart kid. It was down to him, or down to Vanderbilt and Northwestern as the two colleges um, of his choice at the end. I'm trying to see, it was IU involved? They were not, according to 24-7. Um, so yeah, that's another one. Here's the one that, that we've heard a little bit of buzz. And when I said we might have a chance, it's we might have a chance, Nolan, Brandon. And I know that you love Chance Nolan. Tell, tell the people about Chance Nolan if we haven't already talked about it. Man, so nothing about him is gonna blow you like blow the doors off, right? He he he's he's kind of accurate. He's got kind of an arm. He's kind of mobile. I was more impressed with the games he won, where he won, and who he beat. That almost mattered. Like that's what I loved about Peyton Ramsey. He was never scared to play Ohio State, Penn State. Just absolutely no fear. Chance Nolan has beaten. Washington. He has beaten USC. He has beaten Cal. He has beaten Stanford. Stanford's terrible now, but he's he's beaten UCLA. Like he's beaten some really good pro well, Pac-12 programs, right? So um again, he reminds me so much of Peyton Ramsey in just how he moves, how he throws. Um I think you can scheme an offense around what he does. I think we went through it. Um yes, he has not beat Utah. Seth, thank you. No, he that's one team he has not beat in the Pac-12. Um, I think he's 0-2, and I think he threw like a million interceptions against Utah this year. I think he threw like three or four interceptions I'll get up. against Utah. Um, so he hasn't played he hasn't played well against them. But uh again, I, I just I think he he's more mobile than Baz. He has a better arm and more accurate than Dexter. I think he's a great bridge quarterback, which is what we need. I, I think I think he is the medicine for what we need. Uh, if you've been listening to the pod the last few times, you know he's the guy that I said early. Not to be like, oh, I told you so. I mean, just luck. Um, but, I mean, I, I have 
I've been talking about him all three times. So um, I'll, I'll let you guys go ahead and, and say anything more on him. But if you've listened, you know I am a fan. Yeah, so I'm looking at some of his stats. I mean, he's a career 60% completion, um, which is kind of, you know, you wanted a little bit higher. But when you think of like big time offensive minds at IU, that being Kevin Wilson, the most recent um, as far as head coaches go, his his line was, I want a 60% passer. So if you look at the, the one year, 2021, where he played all 13 games for Oregon State, he threw the ball for 60, 64 uh, percent, 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So he may be a little inaccurate. Where did those come from? I don't know, but 148 rated. Um, can run the football if needed. Um, he can also punt. He had two punts Woo! in that season. I um, love the little quarterback pooch punt. Little pooch. <laughs> he had 300 and, uh, well, how many yards did he have? I'm sorry. That was his passing. Uh, rushing, he was a, a, just a, a smidge under 300 yards rushing uh, in 2021. So, a, again, over four and a, four and a half, around four and a half yards per carry, um, you know, in three tutties in that in that season. So, the guy can move a little bit. I think Peyton Ramsey's a really good comparison. I think he's bigger. Is he not bigger than Peyton? Yeah, he's uh, six, two. Six, six three, 203 is what I've got on sports yeah. reference. Um, so the kid, I think, is it can play. I mean, you know, I've mentioned him to a couple people outside of this podcast, a couple Pac-12 people, um, Oregon fans, uh, USC fan. They all were like, yeah, that's a good, that, that dude's a good player. It's a good player. If you can make Oregon State uh, play 13 games, you're a pretty good yep. player. So. That, and that's my whole point with him. Like, his stats aren't going to blow, his tape's not, but he wins. And that's been a problem. Yeah, right, Seth's right. going to say something. Yeah, let's talk about gonna... twenty-two here. You're you're cleverly obfuscating the point here. Uh, Boise State, Fresno State, Montana State—the three non-conference games. He had seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Was averaging about sixty-five percent against USC. No touchdowns, four interceptions against Didn't they Utah. Win that game? Did they win that game? No, no they got blown no. up by a million against Utah. 28% passing, 26 yards. He got hurt that game. Two interceptions. Well, he did game. a lot of damage before he got hurt. So, <laughs> um, so again, non-conference, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. In conference, zero touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah. So against the two teams, I mean, U- USC was the top ten team in the country, and Utah went to the Rose Bowl. Like it's it, like if you have those two games against Michigan and Ohio State, that sucks. But we're not we're not bringing him in to beat Ohio State and Michigan. We're bringing him in to beat Rutgers. We're bringing him in to beat Maryland, right? Like, like twenty twenty three IU isn't competing for a Big Ten championship. Sorry, Leo podcast fans, we're not. What we need to do is beat, uh, you know, Purdue. We need to beat Rutgers. We need to beat Maryland. That's who we need to beat, and Chance Nolan can beat those guys, and that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, I'm not worried about, and I, you know, Oregon State. I mean, you you're glossing over his full season when he did play a full season, and his stats there. I mean, do you have those pulled up right now? Can you pull up a 2021? No, he 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 didn't he didn't want to talk about his game against USC where he put up 48 points. Seth doesn't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh. Let me see if I can get him pulled. I mean, I'm right cherry now. picking, but you're cherry picking too. Yeah, bro. 
Yeah, bro. Both um, can play that. Yeah, we can play it. All right, I got it here. Um, right. So last year, 21 against Utah, they won 42-34 at home. He went 14 for 19, 208, two tutties, zero interceptions. Beautiful. Had a 200 passing rating, or a Let's 200 rating. rating. Go. An 82.6 QBR. Let's and go. USC, they beat in the mausoleum, uh, 45-27. He went 15 of 19, 213, four tutties, two picks, had a 221 rating and a 97.8 QBR. Yeah. Also ran the ball for 57 yards on five attempts. Um, And, you know, and then against... Uh, he did Utah. not help them beat Utah State, though, in the bowl game. So, again... <sighs> Wait, twenty twenty. I want to bitch played, slap you so bad. Twenty twenty one. They played Purdue. Did they play Purdue at the very beginning of the season? They did. In yeah, West Lafayette, and they lost thirty to twenty one. Great stats. And we, Why did they only throw the ball sixteen times? Because we shut them down. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, that was they, a long. That was a long time ago. First games of the season are always a tough one. Yeah, I know. I yeah. usually do. A, I usually get in the cups on the first game. I mean, he had he didn't have like a terrible game. I mean, he did, I guess, at Washington State. Um, not great. But other than that, I mean, again, 19 and 9 he finished in the regular season and then threw one pick in the bowl game. I think he's a good a, a good player, man. And it, and it looks based on what I'm even reading right now with just a simple Google search today. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of momentum with him to get here. Um, Brandon has got some information from some people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the if you're not if you're not signing up to Peegs twenty four seven, you're missing out. Um, this is not from Matt Weaver. This isn't from anyone. This is just uh, a, a fan, a contributor post. Basically, said that he left school in October because of a spinal concussion. Those are pretty dang serious. You're you're not really able to study. You basically need to be a zombie in, until your brain gets right. Um, so he didn't finish his classes. He had thought he had enough credits and didn't need to finish his classes. Turns out he needed one business class. So he is, I don't know, three credits, two credits. I have no idea what the, you know, the, the poster didn't put anything on there, but he's one class away, X amount of credits away. And that just needs to get hammered out. And then, and then it could happen soon. It could maybe happen soon. Which As would be in, a big boost. And any sort of positive news right now around Indiana athletics, um, at least on the men's side, would be great news. Um, you, know, you know what I love just real quick? I'm I'm not bagging on IU basketball podcasts. Oh no. Oh no. But this podcast, I mean, everyone now has turned on Dolson. Man, we were on Dolson six weeks ago. <laughs> six weeks ago. Six months ago. <laughs> we were dogging Dolson. And now and, and, and now all the IU podcasts are like, oh, it's Dolson's fault. Yeah, we've that been guy. there. We said that. It's that guy. Is it time to turn on uh, Woody yet? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, okay. Speaking of turning on people, let's talk about the people that are leaving since we last spoke. Um, I don't know when we last spoke, but... I'm pretty sure Seth and I covered signing day three weeks ago. Okay. Like December 18th, December 19th, something okay. like that. So since then, as far as people out, Luke Wigginton, um, Wigginton, sorry, uh, the offensive tackle transferring out Javon Swinton, wide receiver transferring out somebody that never, I mean, he, I mean, you want to talk about a roller coaster. 
maybe it wasn't even a roller coaster. Maybe it was just a peak against that Penn State in 2020. And then from there on out, it was just little tiny hills. Like that's it. Emory Simmons, somebody that really turned it on towards the end of the year, uh, has entered the transfer portal as well as a very surprising name that came in yesterday. Uh, Brylon Lanier, the cornerback transfer from... That one hurts. Hold on. I don't want to be classified as what Greg... Was it Greg Doyle that did it? Uh, in the star that said IU snags Alabama transfer a defensive back or whatever it was um, the Alabama walk-on transfer uh, Brian Lanier who had a pretty good name or Brian Lin- Lanier sorry who had a pretty good year um, kind of turned it on towards the end of the season as well is he a huge loss mm, no no I don't think so I think so I think we- it's important and and we'll and we'll cover this right to see who's coming in. Yeah. I mean, we've nailed some corner transfers. Yeah. We've nailed Johnson, some wide receiver transfers, right? So eh, you can say it in the NFL. You can say it in high school. You can say it in, certainly in college. If you're running away from competition, that's not who you want in the locker room. I don't know if that's what Emery Simmons and Lanier are doing. I don't know if they're running away from competition, but I do know competition exists in both of those rooms. Um, and I'm I'm more comfortable on the wide receiver side than I am the corner side. Um, but both bo- neither neither rooms are devoid of talent. Yeah, yeah d- doesn't that just give a, a clear pathway to Mullen and Mons? And yeah. who's the third right. one? Uh, there's another DB that we were really excited about last year. Oh, Essentially, um, yeah, I can't think of his name right jumping now. right into roles as redshirt freshman. Yeah, you've got that. But then you've also cleared the way for some of the guys coming in. Now, Nick Toomer, we have listed as a, as a corner. Um, recruiting sites and, and his thing have been listed as a, as a safety, but that name, and I don't know why we've, t- we haven't talked about this. He's a newer, a newer guy. Or did you guys talk about him? Last we haven't, time? no, we haven't talked about any of these guys. Okay. So uh, Nick Toomer from, from Stanford has, has transferred in and Brandon, and I don't know if this rang a bell with you or not, but it just hit me. I remembered that name because I, it was between IU and Stanford when he initially committed to Stanford out of high school. Um, Casey T garden, was really high, uh, was recruiting him um, out of there. And he was part of the 2019 class. This is how disgusting my head is, I guess, that I remember the fact that we we recruited Nick Toomer out of high school. And now it's nice to have him back. Kind of a an Emory Simmons type of um, full circle kind of deal with him. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, we've got Nick Toomer coming in. We've talked Jameer Johnson, the transfer, I think, from Texas. Um, he's coming in as well at corner. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, Brandon, if they don't bring in at least one more yep. um, now with Lanier leaving. But I, again, you know, Seth said it. I mean, Mons didn't play at all, really. We didn't see any Mullen. Um, and then I got to look up who else the other guy was, Brandon. But if you want to talk about some of these transfers coming in, go oh, ahead. I want to talk linebackers because um, I'm not quite sure where they're – because, again, because of the, the defense that IU runs, I'm not quite sure – uh, where they're going to line up, but I am super, super excited about Josh Rudolph. Yeah, he went to Austin P, but you don't get just 95 tackles out of nowhere, right? You have to be an absolute ball hawk. Those are T Gray Scales numbers, right? Like they're 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 pretty insane. Um, on three, uh, let's see where where did on three have him? They had him as an 88. What does that mean? Um. Donovan McCullough is a 92, right? So, like, 
I love I love Rudolph. I think he, he's he's a tackling machine. He's going to line up to Aaron Jones. I think he ends up as inside linebacker. We'll see what happens. Um, but but I really like that. Uh, we we got a another Stanford guy, Jacob Mangum Farrar. Again, mm-hmm. another absolute stat stuffer. Seventy five tackles in the Pac twelve. I also think he provides that inside linebacker depth. Um, he has a body that he can he can play edge if he wants, and it'll be interesting to see where he ultimately lines up. But he did uh, he was an inside linebacker at Stanford. Um, I was concerned, especially with Holt's injury. Like I was really concerned about our inside linebacker depth. Those two guys are are tackling machines. Uh, so I, I love I love those two. But I think Daryl Miner as well too. Yeah, yeah, Daryl Miner. Uh, I think we'll talk about the Miner brothers here coming up. Um, but we had to add an edge guy. Mm-hmm. We had we had to add an edge guy, and we got that in Linnell Carr. Um, he was one of our highest rated transfers. Uh, on three has him as a ninety-one defensive end. So um, two forty-seven shows him as a linebacker. Uh, on three has him as a defensive end. That tells me he's an edge rusher. Yeah, he's edge. like that's yeah. that's that 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 tells me. Um, and and he's a highly highly rated edge rusher. You you pair him up um, with some of the defensive linemen that we're going to cover. I think I think we massively upgraded our linebackers linebacker core uh, with the transfer transfer portal, um, which I think was it was one of the weakest rooms on the entire roster. Yeah, and and what's funny is you know as of now, the two that we had are coming back, right, Brandon? Is Aaron well, Cam Jones Jones isn't, but yeah, we have Jennings and um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Casey, Aaron Casey. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So those two um, coming back with and Jennings, I thought played a, a really good at the end of the year um, had that huge interception too against, I think it was Western Kentucky in the end zone. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player with another year. And then yeah, obviously Aaron Casey, if he can stay healthy is, is my, my really point good. was we were, we were playing Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald at linebacker. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, like, okay. it, like, like it was, it was bare bones. Um, Jamari Sharp, you're right, Seth. That's the one um, I was going to tell you guys. Yeah, Jamari Sharp was another one. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, I just look at that uh, that linebacking upgrade, and I get really excited. Yeah. Um, the one guy, and this is going to sound like a broken record here, I think, but the one guy that I'm really high on is uh, running back transfer Christian Turner. Yeah. Um, from Wake Forest, and man, if we would like to take a running back from any school, it might be Wake Forest. See Kenneth Walker. Um, offensive rookie of the year yeah yeah and then uh so this kid every year that he's been in school has averaged over uh, well just a smidge under in his sophomore year four yards a carry but the two years that he ran over 100 times both over 500 yards both over five touchdowns um you have his receiving stats in front of you they're not big they're not big five catches last year four catches the year before now i don't watch wake forest football ever um, so I'm not sure if that is part of their offense at all. Yeah. Um, but he's got some big runs, 48 yards, 35 yards, but he is not, he is not going to, he's not going to kill you with his feet. This dude is a, he's, he's thick. He's a nice, um, big power back kind of with, with enough speed there to make it happen. Um, a, a good piece to have back there with Josh, um, which will be a huge compliment. So, 
And and that room now is starting to look pretty decent. Yeah, I like our running back room. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, real quick shout out, uh, Jalen Lucas today by the Football Writers of America named All-American uh, as a freshman. So freshman All-American team, one of the top 32 freshmen in the country. So um, yeah. the kid is special. Why it took us so long to get him integrated into the, into the team, your guess is as good as mine. So can can we can we can we talk about the defensive line? Let's talk about it now. Um, well, Marcus Burris, Marcus Burris, Andre Carter. Oh, Andre Carter's. Yeah, we've talked about Andre. Philip Vital. Um, yep. his story is amazing. Did you did no. you read the Indy Star article? Did not. So he's married, has a kid, is huge into the community, is bringing his whole family to Bloomington, like. He's like a grade A student. Like he's just like a wonderful freaking person. Um, I think you can't have enough of those guys in a locker room, especially in a season that's so pivotal. You need some X factors, right? Like you and I sit close enough to the sidelines. Sometimes we comment like we're dead. We had no energy, right? Yeah. He's our energy. Um, he, he is just a... A, a bowl of of happiness. That's that's weird. But you give them energy, bowl of energy, right? Um <laughs> so I, I'm I'm pumped about him. It was a big land out of Texas Tech. Um we always seem to raid the uh you know the the old misses and auburns. This year it was Texas AM and Texas Tech. Yeah. The schools we we poached from. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I just hope he can stop the run. That's all I really care about. Uh, same with Marcus Burris, uh, another guy that was, came in from Texas A&M. Um, anybody else in the D-line I don't see, but there's two guys I really want to talk about too. One of them, I think, uh, could be a huge surprise. But let's talk first about EJ Williams, the big wide receiver transfer. Oh, we got to have Wimbledon. Seth talk about him, right? Let's talk about him, Seth. I don't, he didn't play much. Uh Last year, I think that might have been his first year. Right? No, no, no. He's been on the team since 2020. 2021 played a little bit. 2020, he played. So he had a, a massive year. Not a massive year, but he was impressive with the one year with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. When he actually, when he actually had a quarterback that'll throw at him. That's um, true. Am I wrong, Seth? In that, didn't he have a decent year his freshman year? His freshman yeah. year, yeah. 24 catches, and then he didn't put any up with. Touchdowns. That was the year Clemson was really thin at receiver. I think their top receiver yeah. was hurt pretty much all year. Uh, I think was it Justin Ross, maybe. Yeah, um, Ross. Yeah. So I know he was kind of forced into action as a freshman, and then he kind of fell back into his kind of. I don't know. I don't know the right way to say this, but you know his his uh, seating on the depth chart kind of rose a, around him, so to speak. Um, so it was more of a victim of, you know, the the players got healthy and. Yeah, kind of I mean, that, program, that program is always DJ ukulele yeah. at quarterback. That yeah, I was, was going to say that problem. doesn't help either. Oh, of course, that yeah. was a massive problem. Yeah, when you, I think that what was the game that they lost the beginning of this year? It was like nine to three or something like that. Whatever it was, they couldn't move the football. Might have been against South Carolina. Um, it was one of the weirdest thing. I like actually forced myself to watch it for some reason. Um, I don't know if maybe the other game was like Purdue or something. So I was like, I can't watch that. So I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I think this guy's got a lot of potential. Um, I haven't looked at his high school stuff, Brandon. Have you looked at what his recruiting? I mean, he was, was a like five star, wasn't he? 
I'm gonna I'll uh, I'll get that right now. But Brandon, I'm showing a high four on 24/7. He was a point nine six eight two was right the, the 69th line. overall uh, in the recruiting cla- uh, class. He was the 13th receiver and number three in Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. So they. I mean, I don't know. Marcel Aitman is. They do those comparisons to yeah. some of the high the high rated players. Um, kind of. He has a really a he has a really big basketball. Kid. Uh, yeah. background so he's very yeah. athletic think of a kind of a cam camper type really oh he has that six three, two hundred 200 pound body very athletic high point jump rangy those are the kind of words that typically uh, are associated with him tell me tell me and this gets a little graphic here listeners but guys tell me how hard your nipples get when i tell you about cam camper on one side and ej williams on the other side and then maybe a guy by the name of dequeese carter uh, transfer from Fordham, maybe in the slot. Um, Brandon, have you done any research on Dequeese Carter? I've watched some highlights of him, and he's a speedster. I mean, he he is perfect in the slot. Um, DJ Big too, did, right? Six one, I think. DJ, I don't think so. I think he's I think he's smaller than up. that. Let me get him. Me um, get him. but I mean, again, he he makes some in. He's got absurd hands. Um, he, six foot. So I'm assuming. Probably yeah, no, he's I, I thought he was smaller. Um, but if you watch his highlights against against Nebraska, for one, yeah, Nebraska was the one. Yeah, um, he he tore up Nebraska, I think, 111 yards um, in a win. He, Fordham didn't beat Nebraska. They did, did they? beat him. They did. What? Beat yeah. Did they really? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, we at least we never to, lost a four. Yeah, we lost Scott Frost Avalanche was uh <laughs> they so this is a fun you re, wait for this score, Brandon. You ready? Oh wait, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. This was from when Adrian Martinez played for them, so that can't be right. Let me look it up. Maybe that was the only time that they played for him. Yeah, no, no, they didn't lose. <laughs> no, there's no way they, they lost. They, the they got Florida. smoked by Nebraska. Uh, let me look up Nebraska and who they lost to real quick. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this Go guy, ahead. this guy, fills... South Dakota State, maybe. Yes, that's probably it. Who that's ahead, Brandon. Brandon, keep talking. Uh, he fills a DJ Matthews role really well. Um, he does jet sweeps. He he does. Uh, he's in motion a lot. If you watch a lot of his highlights, um, kind of what we do with with a lot of action in the backfield. Uh, he he excels at that. I think he's a perfect fit. Um, I'm really, really excited uh, about the quiz. Georgia Southern at home. That was the the, yeah, the Georgia Southern straw that broke the. Well, the Sun Belt back. was insane this year. The Sun Belt was like better than the MAC. Yeah, but they lost to Georgia Southern at home, and then lost to Nebraska or Oklahoma, and then had a night week and beat at you. Yeah, so um, Get yeah, right week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happens. So yeah, that's I mean that what an exciting group that is. Um, especially if we can get Cam back in time and healthy and back to anything like he was at, at last year. I mean, my goodness, that could be a decent group right there. So and and, and, you're, and don't forget Omar. Don't think Omar, Macaulay. You got Macaulay, yeah. And I read today an article. Um, it might have been an Indie Star article or twenty four seven article talking about um how close that group is. The group that has stuck around with. Lucas and Macaulay and um uh my goodness Oma. sexy Dexy. So I mean what a I mean there's some talent there. There there really is. I know that there's not a lot of momentum right now, at least outside of the program. 
Um, but internally in the program, I mean, if you sit down and look at that talent that's there, if they could just piece together a good quarterback or have Dexter back, I mean, it, it's an exciting year next year. So, um, guys, I think we're pretty close to wrapping it up. Um, yeah, I just got I got one more. We, we added Ma- we added Max Longman. Yeah, um, he, he's played a lot. He played over 600 snaps this year. He put up a really good year. He did play at UMass. But if there's one air, if there's one group outside of quarterback that I think we got to add, we got to add some linemen. I mean, that's um, the, the line did turn it around towards the end, the end part yeah. of the year. Um, but we have got to add bodies, even it's just to steal an NFL term. We got to grab some camp bodies, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, you, you can't have the, the projected starters to get that much practice time. Uh, so that's, if there's one area that I think we've lacked is in the, in both, both high school recruiting and, um, and transfer portal, we need ad linemen. Yeah. And I think if coach Terry can do what he did in that short amount of time, imagine what, uh, and his name is blanking me right now, but the new coach from Wisconsin can do, um, with an entire off season. Bozich. That's that's right. right. It's definitely starts with a B I think, but, um, while he's looking that up, I'm going to give you guys a super quick word from our sponsor Monon track club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier state. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. They're still doing that. Use the promo code LEO10 until they take it off at checkout. Now, let's get back to the show where it would be Brando's Randos. We don't have any of those today. Seth, is your sack empty? A um, couple small th- pieces. It was Bob Bostet is Bob. the offensive line oh, coach. Bob. Come on, Bob. Um, yeah, I, I have one quick note, and it's we we talked about this, and you're talking about this with the receivers, the guy from Fordham who would be a really good slot receiver. Um, I I think that again, I think the compliment to the running back coming in will be a nice compliment from a power perspective towards uh to have Josh as kind of the uh main kind of first down third down back and have him be the power back that's a nice compliment occasionally use uh Jalen Lucas maybe in some schemes I expect him to be a little bit you know probably more focused in the slot next year so that'd be another exciting weapon to potentially use there um and then uh the the really cool thing is uh to transition here slightly um a lot of people reach out to us over the holidays uh, uh it's really nice to have uh you know, people say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that stuff. So I want to thank a shout out to all the fans who, uh, you know, who keep us going. We're a bunch of dorks who like football. And in my case, I don't even like IU football. I just like podcasting and sports in general. Um, so it's really cool, you guys, when you uh, reach out and send off uh, good wishes and things like that. So uh, thanks for being engaged. It, it's, uh, I don't know, probably occupies more time than it should for me, uh, but it's fun. So keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. And uh, we have a lot to look forward to in 2023. So hang with us and I don't know. Hopefully you, you can at least have a, a, at least maybe not against Purdue, but have a better season otherwise next year. So, well, so if, if, if you, if you didn't block him before that monologue, you can certainly block him after that monologue. There you go. And speaking, <laughs> speaking save me, blocking, baby. Here we yeah, go. Right. Right. Speaking of blocking and exciting news for 2023. And I'm going to break some news here. I think to, to Brandon and to Seth, Whoa, we are as a podcast going to start offering some new things for you guys. So I think we we're going to work on, opening up a Patreon channel for you guys to just get exclusive access to some of the things that we do 
um, some of the extra things we will have planned on going forward. Uh, we'll have some new stuff out. I know we talked briefly about um, doing some merch and some fun stuff like that, maybe some on-site things. Uh, some also some some of that stuff is in the works, as they say, in the biz. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we'll give you guys plenty of notice and and make it uh, very clear on Twitter, as well as on the podcast and what we've got going on. Um, so as well as I just read that read, that's one of the benefits of being on Patreon. That you won't even have to listen to that. You never have to listen to Mon on Track Club ever again, ever again. And guess what? If once that gets up and going. This is the big bomb, and we have talked about this a little bit. We are going to, and I don't have the details set yet, and Brandon knows this as well. We are uh, going to try to to do our own little NIL thing as well um, for some of these players, get that stuff moving in the right direction for that program or for our program, and and see what we can do. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So That is we, super. That's next level, that's dude. Next that's level. that's, that's absolutely next level. Um, um, and so I've got a baby coming on the way in, in May. So this will be a lot of work to do before May, but we'll, um, we'll see what we can do to get it, to get it done. But there's stuff moving in the background. And, and as soon as we've got it in stone, we will make sure everybody's aware of it before it rolls out. I'm excited about merch. Yeah. Can we get a Brando's Randos tea. We can get, we'll, we'll work on something. We'll work on something. Um, we cannot get a Seth Sack tea. That's... No, we'll get a Seth. We'll get a Seth say, Sack a like block, boxers, a big old block on me or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get some Seth Sack boxers or something. Um, all right. Well, hey, speaking of rolling stuff out, we're about to roll out. But before we do, um, let's talk some of these bowl games. Uh, yes. I didn't watch any of them. Except no, for, except Dang. for. Well, I'm sorry. I did watch two of the most exciting games of the year. And then I also watched Ohio State, Georgia. So I watched LSU Purdue, which was, oh my, electric uh, from start to finish. Lucrative. (laughs) (laughs) What was the final score, Seth? Was it what, 60, 56 to to seven? So 56 to seven at that that point, at that point was one of if not the it was the biggest blowout in bowl game history bowl game in history and who comes to save seth from the embarrassment there's more (laughs) but the horny frogs from tcu sweep in and say no 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 sir hold my beer i that is a record i would like to take and they now own the biggest blowout in bowl game history uh, which I do not remember the score of that game because I stopped watching it and I ended up playing golf, not real golf, but on my Xbox because I was yeah, more so it was 60, 65 to seven was TCU Georgia and 63 to seven was LSU 63. Purdue. Oh goodness. Saved by Stetson. So yeah, that's how that went. All right. Let's Next Colt quarterback, right? That, well, God, maybe, <laughs> maybe a backup or something. So Wisconsin, I, I Oklahoma to... state. Let's talk that one real quick. How'd that go? Uh, I don't I don't really have any notes Wisconsin on that one. Won, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. won that one. Syracuse, Minnesota, good game in New York, right? How'd okay. that go? No, don't know. Mm. Maryland Mm-mm. and NC State. I boy. lost money on this one. It was one of my locks. Yeah, I, NC I thought, State I thought, was a lock, right? Yeah, and Maryland played amazing. Yeah, played pretty yeah. well. It was really oh, good. And their studs, right? Their stud uh tight end Dupree is going to Alabama. Good for CJ him. CJ Dupree. You mean Dupree. Underrated movie. Yeah, it is underrated. I agree. Wow. 
Um, Another lock I had was was Kentucky to beat Iowa. Me too. Me too. Me Iowa too. scored. They scored twenty one points. Yeah, but tell me how they scored it. Two defensive touchdowns it? and the special teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Something not like a single that. offensive touchdown. It was so stupid. And so it's so it's, yeah, twenty one to nothing. Uh, they were all scored in the second quarter. I lost. My, yeah, that was. <laughs> That and Tulane cost me money. Those are the only two. The best part about this is uh, none of the players that were playing for either one of these teams outside of Sam Laporta, we could have freaking named. So Luke Latchy caught a a 15-yard pass from Joe Labus. Not even even, uh, what's-his-name, who's terrible. Padilla or Petrus. yeah. Yeah, Petrus or Padilla, who's decent. And then two interception returns, a 52-yarder and a 14-yarder, all three of them within 12 minutes in the second quarter. And, and guess, no guess who's still scores. employed? Brian Ferentz. Yay! And Kirk, and, right? And he's got, Kirk, 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 and he's got uh, what? The, the Michigan JV offense coming in. So There you go. Um, okay, so, I mean, I know that we're going to want to talk about these two games, but real quick, Mississippi State with a big-time comeback, right? Against oh, Illinois. dude, that game was awesome. Game that was game great. was unreal. What we knew so that quarterback was, crying on the sidelines. Riding was on the wall with that game. If you bet Illinois, which I think Seth did, you're an idiot. And you're a horrible person. And a no, horrible person. No, I stayed away from that. I talked about it, but I stayed away. All right, because I, I put money on Mississippi State. No, I told State you what was it, the ghost, the ghost Pirate would never allow that to the happen. Ghost Pirate, that's right. Um, also really good game. Just kidding. Uh, big red dog played versus, amazing versus Utah. He played great and they, yeah. they beat that. That's another money. I, I, I lost money on that one as well. I mean, I, I thought Utah was going to yeah. absolutely pulverize. Oh yeah. That was, uh, that's what, the three and a half effect, hours man. of Sean Clifford just getting waxed the poetically. The whole time. Oh, that was an all time mute game. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's the Big Twelve effect, boys. It's the Big Twelve or the Big Twelve Pac Twelve effect. It, Utah is going to Utah in the Pac Twelve, but then they have to play the Big Ten or ain't literally anybody else, and then they're going to get beat up uh, by a fictional foot character. Now let's talk about other things that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, let's talk trick plays on fourth and goal. Um, in the first Michigan, quarter, what are you doing? Michigan and the time, Philly dude, special, the Philly special management. I don't ever want to hear anybody, anybody until he does worse than this. Tell me that Tom Allen doesn't know Tom or time management when Jim Harbaugh's dad, who doesn't even know where he was, was standing up screaming, What is he doing? And on national TV, millions of people watching this game and your dad embarrassed you in front of everybody screaming. What is he doing when you're you have three timeouts? You have you're under two minutes. You don't have the football and your defense is is trying to get it back for you and you're not doing anything. The one thing we know about Jim Harbaugh is he can win the big game. If you give them seven tries, so five more <laughs> college football playoff championship games away, he'll finally win one. Well, he might win a Super Bowl with the Colts next year. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Or maybe he's going to. Maybe he's going. No way. At least you guys haven't fired your coach yet, have you? In Chicago, you've just hired no. a, a big dummy oh, to be God. your president. That was what I was going to talk about. Oh yeah, Kevin Warren, who's just he's made the Big Ten worse. Honestly, <laughs> um, we'll now go make the Bears worse. So, no, well, it's at possible. least they'll, I mean, they'll be the Chicago 
the Arlington Heights Bears of Chicago or something like that. the <laughs> Chicago Land Bears. We'll, yeah, Chicago, we'll yeah, Chicago Land Bears. That'd be great. And then let's talk the about th- the Naper Thrill Bears. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Naper Thrillers. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about the missed field goal as the ball drops. Oh, this what was timing on that one. Amazing. What were you guys doing? What were you guys doing? He was in my basement with me. Yeah, and, and other people. It wasn't just us two, uh, and his wife and his hey, kid. And not judging, brother. Not judging. You know, some other people. Whatever you want to bring in the new year. A lot of people down here. But no, we were we were screaming just in probably the most offensive uh, sort of accents ever. But I don't know if you can really offend these kind of people, Seth. But we were just. Go dogs! Just come on, now, dogs! Come on, dogs! Just all night. All oh, I thought night. you were gonna. I thought you were gonna rip me up by Kevin Hart impersonation. Oh, so I'm glad. Kevin I'm Hart glad your impersonation just... was terrible. Yes, and borderline offensive <laughs> to short people. Uh, the fact that you got down on your knees to do the impression <laughs> with a Bears jersey on, might I add. Um, <laughs> But yes, yes, it's uh, it's great. And if begged enough, or maybe we'll make maybe we'll make it an nil donation, uh, release. So if we hit a certain amount, we will release the Seth footage of him doing his Kevin Hart impression. Patreon subscribers get it, no. <laughs> get it for free. Exactly. Yeah, Patreon members do not have to wait for any threshold. So uh, another cool part of that now while we're talking about it and then brandon i'll let you wrap up um is with that that will open um one of the worst things that i i I can't stand it but i'm sure brandon loves it is we will we'll also introduce a discord group um that will allow us to kind of talk iu football all the time so um if you're not familiar with that it is super nerdy um, but it's just an app and it's just a, it's just a group for a bunch of dudes that want to talk IU football just nonstop. It's nerdier um, than Reddit. That's for sure. It's much easier than Reddit. Nerdier. Uh, no, oh, and nerdier, but it's also easier than Reddit. Cause it's just it's a chat way, It's way easier. You guys already know I'm an over texter, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so if we, if we do this discord thing, guys, be prepared for the notifications of- oh, off already. So, uh, <laughs> Brandon, did you want to add anything else on those games before we take it out of here? Who is the best team in the Big Ten? Ohio State, Illinois. Oh, oh I thought Ohio no. State. I thought CJ Stroud was in. Ohio State when healthy. Yeah. Ohio State. It it makes you wonder if like did did Harbaugh sell his soul just to beat Ohio State? That's what I want to know. I think so. Because I think I think it was obvious throughout the season that Ohio State was the better team. Um, I think it's actually happened two years in a row mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I think glad I think agree. he got the he, he got the two wins against Ohio State in a house in Petoskey for his soul. Do you want to know what it makes me wonder? Hmm. What if Ohio State had a real coach? That's what it makes me Ryan wonder. Day. Um, because maybe if Ryan Day could, you know, play a little bit of defense in that game or do a little bit better clock management than uh, his his buddy Jim Harbaugh, then maybe they would have won that game. And then they would have destroyed Ohio TCU. Ohio State would have cruised, yeah. So, and we were saying that. We, I remember saying that. I was like, damn it, here goes Ohio State. They're going to win the national championship now. So, yep. um, but yeah, there you go. Either way, we're done. You guys got anything else to say? That's it. It's glad to be back, Michael. Thank you yes, so much for coming back. So glad we're back. Um, 
<laughs> follow us on Twitter. We're still doing some stuff. It's at uh, podcast LEO. That'll get you some of that information that we've been talking about and teasing a little bit. Um, download, rate, review, follow us on all the platforms. If you guys want anything else, I know we tried to start like one of those other ones and then we kind of got caught up in the season and just forgot. So uh, if you guys want us to be anywhere else, let us know. We will do that. Um, trying to think what else. That is it. Until next week, believe it or not, we'll be back again next week. Uh, we love you guys. Elio. 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 Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.